we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Uh, but whatever the case, it was just God just did his thing. But God honored the fact that throughout all of this, I've always kept the main thing, the main thing. I wrote a book and I talked about, you know, being molested and being hurt and different things like that. But I never preached that stuff. I, I, because I keep the main thing, the main thing. I don't draw people based on my feelings. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I keep the main thing, the main thing. The internet is full of that now. People started ministries based on what they went through, your misery, your ministry, all of that kind of stuff. But that's not keeping the main. If, if the main thing is Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, then the main place to apply that is in the family and in the home. Amen. Am I right? And so it, and it, it doesn't make sense to me for a ministry to be launched and they preach uh, trying to help people, but they don't take care of the foundation of people. Like our foundation is birthed through our parents, the way we're raised in our homes. Am I right? So in order for us to have any success with any kind of message, the Bible tells us that the foundation has to be first in the right place so that it can grow whatever it is you're trying to plant. So I'm very content where my life is right now because I, I just had to talk to somebody about this. I'm very content with the fact that I'm in this church preaching this message. I'm not traveling. The EX Ministries is not, you know, all over the place and they talking about me in the media and all this kind of stuff. I really did. I didn't want any of that to begin with. But none of that matters to me because I feel like right now I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. That is securing foundation. Amen. Look at somebody and say the main thing. So here at ABC, that's why I don't preach the truth behind hip hop every Sunday, because I feel like the church has done a disservice to make us think ministry starts in the church versus ministry starting in the home. The main thing is for ministry to be in the home. Amen. Amen. And no matter what you went through, and I was saying this in Heroes and P31, but I'm going to say it again. You know, it's time out for you and you bringing up your past and what you went through and who did what to you and how you grew up and all of that. You're going to be held accountable for what you do. So you have to keep the main thing the main thing. All right. The enemy causes trauma in our lives to misdirect our focus onto ourselves. So the reason why you were abandoned, the reason why you were neglected, the reason why you were molested, raped, uh, abused, all of the different things that we go through as children, the reason that happened was so that you would become your focus. See, when you go through something like that, you spend a lifetime trying to feel better about it. When you go through something traumatic, your parents divorced, broke up, you have to grow up without your mom, all these things. When you go through that, you will spend, if you don't get, get it right, you will spend your life trying to outlive it or live above it. Yeah. You'll need a certain size house to feel better. 
You need to drive a certain car to feel better. You need to look better in the public eye so you can get accolades to make you accolades to make you feel like what happened to you didn't harm you. It didn't stop you. Yeah, that's why people do it. That's that's why they do it. You, you, that's why a lot of preachers do it. They use the platform. Eddie Long, I mean, that's why I never liked Eddie Long. Before I found out the gay stuff and the, and the muscle shirts, the onesie, all that junk he was wearing, he was just nasty. And the reason he was nasty was because he would always take the word and make it soulish. He would always have innuendo in his sermons. What he would be saying was always disgusting to me. Because he would always twist the word in a perverted way. And I didn't like him because him and T.D. Jakes one day were, were, were doing a talk show. And they both kept talking about, look at us now. So, you know, he, the Jakes told him, so you, they said you was dyslexic. And they said, you know, that you had a, a learning problem in school. So you didn't graduate. And... This and that, he said, but I, I bet when they see what you drove up in, they would understand that favor ain't fair. They were having this conversation on TV. They said I wouldn't. They said I could. So basically what I'm telling you, it goes back to whatever happened to them when they were young. They're using what they have to look better in the eyes of people and get accolades from people so they can feel better about it and the saddest part about that is they're doing it to church folks so they are destroying people's hope of salvation but their trauma whatever they went through when they were young whatever happened to them whatever it has monopolized their lives now every sermon funnels through that every idea funnels through how can i be large so that's what the trauma was there for, to misdirect our focus onto ourselves. He wants us to become our own main thing. Oh, my goodness. When you are your own main thing and your life is constantly about how you can feel better about you, then you've walked away from God. Philippians 2 and 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the what? Things of others. Woe is me don't work in the kingdom. Because Jesus gave his life. So until you give a life, give your life, woe is me don't work. What he did was greater than that. When we grow up, always considering how things are affecting us and making us feel inferior, we will continuously seek for approval to feel better about what? So if you got hurt, you got daddy issues, mama issues, somebody abused you, neglected you, whatever, 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 and it led, you know, as you grew up, you never really got past it or whatever, then you are always considering how things are affecting you. I met with people that have gotten upset by something I said to them or something I didn't do that they wanted me to do, whatever, whatever. And when I meet with them, I ask them, I was like, man, what's your problem? Why are you upset? I mean, see, because, 
you hurt me, man. You just hurt me. I said, well, what hurt you? Like, what? Oh, no. You just, it just hurt when you said something. I said, okay, well, then I'm sorry for saying that. Okay, man. I said, oh, so, so are we good now? No, man, because you hurt me. So they end up leaving the church because I hurt them. Because isn't the main thing you come in here to get help? then why am I all of a sudden out of position and you won't let me help you? Like, how am I pastor over here preaching the truth that you love so much, but then when the truth comes over here and don't feel so good, you have a problem with it and it hurts you, now you're ready to forfeit this truth over here. What is that? Well, maybe I disabled your ability to get what you needed from the congregation. Maybe I stopped you from getting approval and applause. Maybe I hurt your ability to be known, to be seen. Because you needed that. Because you're trying to overcome a deficit. So you're constantly seeking for approval to feel better about yourself and when I sever that now you're ready to defy or go against the truth here's the crazy thing these folks have a whole truth behind hip hop collection they all on Facebook man your stuff then when they get mad they can't comment they can't watch nothing they can't listen they can't so was it ever truth Colossians 3 and 21 fathers do not provoke your children lest they become what So this is telling us that they can have an issue that when they get older, they can be discouraged. Are y'all following me? When violated at an early age, we will struggle with low self-worth and identity issues. That's what it does. So when you you go through molestation, whatever you go through when you're young, it will cause you to struggle with low self-worth and identity issues, especially if it's a homosexual type encounter or something like that, you'll start wondering why it happened to me, why was a woman attracted to me, a man attracted to me, whatever, why, why would it happen? Then you'll start questioning your own sexuality. Oh, I know I'm preaching. Yeah. And you'll start struggling. And if your self-worth isn't where it needs to be, you'll give in to those thoughts. Well, I must be if that's what I'm attracting. These issues make our feelings our main objective. We then attempt to satisfy these feelings at all cost. So this is how people get on a path of destruction. Something happened to them at an early age. They're struggling with identity issues. They're trying to do stuff so they can feel better about themselves. And then they spend their lives worried about how things are making them feel. It's very hard to come to ABC if you're worried about these kind of things. Because I'm going to preach something that's going to offend you. Can I, can I get an amen on that? Yeah, there are going to be messages where you're just not going to like me. And I'm good with that. I'm good with it. I've embraced, I embraced that a long time. I'm that guy. I know. I'm that guy that just not going to have those kind of relationships. People are going to look at me like the one that's just messing stuff up. Me and my wife, we was driving to Austin yesterday 
uh, drive, yeah, Friday to visit our kids or whatever, and they were out there. We were driving out there, and we, you know, I did something I don't hardly ever do. I listened to some old two, two church perspectives, like old from 2012, whatever. And my wife told me, she said, I mean, it's like I'm listening to 2019. It's like, it's ident- like nothing, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And, I, and, I, and that made me feel good because nothing has changed. <laughs> I'm happy. Aren't y'all happy about that? It never changed. Now, if, if I hadn't addressed the stuff that happened to me as a child and the issues I had and different things like that, the message definitely would have changed. I would have used y'all to feel better about myself. This size church makes men feel like the bomb. I mean, there's a lot of men that would trade places with me just so that they can step in and out of here with all these people. I turn the lights off so I don't even have to see but half of y'all. And I don't want no overflow. I'm anti-overflow. We ain't trying to grow no church. Not because I'm afraid. It's just because, I mean, why would that be my focus? Look at somebody and say the main thing. The main thing isn't the size of the church. I was this, I was more content when we was at my house with 20 people. I thought it was going to be like that till Jesus come. And I was good with it. Because I didn't need, I didn't have an issue that I was trying, or an image that I was trying to project. Y'all, we shot videos in that little church with 80 people. We shot pharmacos in there. Remember that? Because they messed my video up. We were down in um, uh, Toronto, and it was thousands of people there, and they messed the video up, so we came back and shot Pharmacos in the church with 100 people. But I didn't, I don't, because I don't care about that. Look at somebody say the main thing. It's got to stay the main thing. Proverbs 4 and 23. Keep the heart, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of what? This is telling us that when stuff gets in our heart at a young age, it's going to formulate our lives. I know I'm preaching. Okay, y'all looking at me? This is, I, I know I'm, I'm getting in there today. Oh, I'm getting in there. And this ain't emotional. You ain't going to cry this message away. This one is getting, it's in your heart. People come to me all the time, Pastor. I just won't, won't, won't. I mean, I just, I, I just don't want people to think. I just, oh, well, let's stop right there. You don't want people to think what? Why do you care what people think? There's something in your heart. Something happened to you, and you built your life around what happened to you. You're trying to out, you're trying to live above an issue instead of addressing the issue. Yeah. You worried about what people think? I'm telling you, when I have to go against these preachers, I mean, I know y'all just hear me say that, and well, thank God you did, because now you... No, y'all don't understand. These men were... I mean, these men... I looked up to these men, and they were like hardcore in my life at the time. And I literally had to go against them, because both of their opinions were based on what people would see. Instead of the main thing that God had called me to do. 
So you got to keep your heart because your heart is going to build your life around you. You have stuff you can't afford. Single women, you'll do stuff to block you from ever getting married. Single men, you'll do stuff to stop you from ever being able to be a provider. Yeah, you'll make decisions based on what others think. And you have to sit in here and get punished every Sunday that I'm preaching creation role and you can't do it. All right, hey. Uh, and I ain't worried about what y'all thinking about me I'm telling you, I've been through all of that I've been through all that, me and my wife lived so meager, I like man we, we, we been through that, so we didn't care what nobody thought, we had folks over, we had parties <laughs> had a table sitting on a 9 volt battery and, and had a party don't touch the table me, me, don't touch that, don't lean on that table That's, I mean, we didn't <laughs> we didn't care we didn't care. I had to keep the main thing the main thing. If I'm going to keep my wife at home with my children, then I just can't get stuff that's going to cause me to not be able to afford to do that. So I got to live a certain way until. And if I live like this, you see like 10 hand claps. That's okay. If I live like this till Jesus come, then Jesus, I just, come on Jesus, battery and all. Don't you look at what, I, what you think I have now. No, man, we went through years of this, and I didn't care what anybody thought. Nobody. <laughs> with that, with the, 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 the Lone Star card. Man, please, we did what we had to do. I had to do that so that I could keep my wife home because my daughter needed her. But if when you look, let's go back to this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have some free seats. We were just talking about this in the elders' meeting. I think I'm making room in here. Somebody can't handle this. They're so worried about what folks think. Yeah, but these identity issues—that's what's making you feel like you have to do things to prove something. But the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence because you're going to build your life around what's in your heart. These head claps they go. You ain't bothered me. You, you can crunch your hands up all you want. You frown all you want. I'm, if you hadn't heard, I'm 50. <laughs> I'm past you, Jack. Yeah, it's right there. That means I'm past your opinions. I'm going to tell it like it is. Can I tell it like it is? Ain't that way I came to hear it like it is? God comes to bring us abundant life. Or a better way of feeling. Now I know that sounded Joel Osteen-ish. But it's really the truth. Because the way you feel is how you're going to survive. If you feel bad all the time, you're going to get sick and die. So you got to feel good. But see, some folks feel good, but they don't really feel good. You have things so people can say, ooh, and that makes you feel good, but it doesn't make you feel good. <laughs> That's what it is. This will mess with your... You're, you're going to get sick worried about what folks think. Your body is not equipped for that. Your body was not designed to carry opinions. He comes to make us feel better or give us a better way of feeling. 
And when I say better way of feeling, you're not worried about what other folks think. You feel good because you have Jesus breathing and walking, eating. You, you feel good about it. Do you know you can't serve God and covet? You know when you covet, you want something somebody else has, so you're basically saying God didn't give you what you deserve. Like, how do you even sing a worship song? And I've been sitting up there watching you. I got a good seat. Some of you struggle to worship because you don't have what you want. Now, let's go back to God because ain't, uh, ain't he in charge of it? So how must God feel? You walked in here with clothes, drove here in something, but because none of that is what you really want, you can't praise him for it? Or you don't have what you want and you're not going to praise him? Or you want things so bad that you're going to defy your creation role and then praise him? I mean, y'all, we are living in a fantasy. That's, that's, that's a fantasy. Like, that's not even real. Who are you serving? Like, are we, is it God? But you don't want to do it his way? He desires to free us from being our central focus. So God wants to free us from being what we think. Don't you know that's you thinking about you all the time? Every check that comes, you already having to think, okay, I'm going to use this for this. and I'm gonna do, do, do. You just always think about yourself. Check the check, the check, the check. Why? Because you overloaded yourself with stuff that you don't need, but it's what people think you ought to have. No time to read the word. Ain't no time to even live saved. You're not even living, you don't have time to live saved because you're on the grind. Everybody's on the grind. Trying to meet some kind of quota that you gave yourself for your age. Yeah. And then become a demon to ABC. See, these are the demons in here. Because there are women in here that are content. And you get around them and make them discontent. There are men in here that are content. But because you want stuff, you make them discontent. You spreading stuff like a cancer. Because you won't deal with what's wrong with you. you. Don't have nothing to do with things. John 8 and 36, if the son therefore make you free... You're free indeed. You're free from people's opinions if he made you free. Now, what if the disciples, what if these folks worried about what folks thought? Disciples couldn't get a message out if they worried about what folks thought. They didn't have what the, the Pharisees had it all, and they said if they're going against the Pharisees who have it all, and they don't have nothing, and the Pharisees have it all. So, in our minds, oh, they, they messing with their blessing. The disciples messing with their blessing. Because they're going against the Pharisees who were dressed all up and had all the stuff. I remember when they were stoning Stephen. The Bible said that the scribes, Pharisees, everybody, the, the governor, everybody throwing rocks at Stephen. And Stephen was the only one that saw Jesus stand up at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus stood up for him. Stephen didn't have it. He didn't have the money. He didn't have the clothes. He didn't have nothing. But as he was getting stoned, he looked up. He saw Jesus. If Jesus was concerned about what folks had, he gave it to the disciples. Set them up for ministry. 
Y'all just quit clapping because the claps is just whack. Too many mad folks. Christ wants us to do exactly what he did when he, look, look at somebody say when he came. Okay, okay. What would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus, okay, what would Jesus do? You can't just say what would Jesus do. You have to say what Jesus did to be able to say what would he do. You have to know what he did to do what he did. So what did he do? He left his throne in glory. That song. <laughs> Folk know the song. They ain't never read it in the Bible. But he left, he left his He left the kingdom of heaven to come here and live meek and lowly. Now, if possessions and things was important, wouldn't Jesus came down rocking it? If it was important. If that's what God wanted us to focus on, Jesus would have had it. But he came, the Bible said, meek, which was his attitude, but lowly, which was his appearance. He denied who he was to be what God wanted. Luke 9 and 23. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him do what I did. Rich young ruler, if you're going to come, you really want to come this way? Do what I did. Deny yourself and then take up your cross daily. What's the cross? The pain of being lowly. But pastor, I want a good job. I want you to have a good job. Nothing wrong with a good job. Y'all think I'm preaching against money? I'm not preaching against money. I'm preaching balance. When money interferes with your creation role, then we got a problem. Houston. Nobody got a problem with money. I hope you get as much. I hope you have as much as you need. I hope you have more than you need. But you got to take care. Of, look at somebody say main thing. The main. I remember when the ES, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. And this ain't to make Landon feel bad. But when Landon was five, 15, 16, he don't mind me telling you. 15, 16, he started kind of wilding and acting bad at school and stuff and fighting and junk and yeah teachers calling and stuff it was very reminiscent of when I was his age stuff started coming back started getting in trouble and different things or whatever and and I you know I, I think he's like 16 or something and I had a choice to make because I was gone all the time like all the time Landon I don't even know if you did you see me ever barely and I was gone because I was doing ministry, saving folks. Saving folks all over the world. <laughs> Phone never stopped ringing. I mean, I was turning down engagements because I didn't have time. Thousands and thousands of people all over. I couldn't go anywhere. If I stepped... Out of my, if I walked in a mall, a store, anywhere, I would get bombarded. That's G. Craig Lewis. I mean, seriously. Everywhere I went. This is before social media, so, like, I was real famous. <laughs> you know, social media, that ain't real famous. If I can pick up the phone and find you, you, you ain't. 
but I was. I just everywhere. I, I mean, I couldn't go anywhere. Had no privacy, nothing. Had to always have people with me. I mean, I was just known. But my son was at home wilding. And I knew why he was wilding because I wild for the very same reason. And my dad's words came to me. Brother, this ain't important. You got to keep the main thing the main thing. And if I'm traveling and preaching to other folks' kids, are they the main thing? Or is my son the main thing? So I had to come home. I got off the road. Who was booking? Were you booking me that time? And I told, I said, I can't do it. I said, I can't. I got to take this engagement. I got to space them out. I got to be home because I'm not going to lose my son. And that's it. I don't care about y'all kids. I got to worry about my son. <laughs> Amen. And Landon, wouldn't, he wouldn't be in here right now because he was right on the verge of growing his hair out and piercing his ears and all of that. He was. He was right there. And I, I, I just had to make that decision to keep the main thing the main thing. All that money. It was a lot of money, too. You got to realize, <laughs> I, I wasn't just traveling to little bitty churches. There was some big engagement. But I have to say, you know what? What's more important? Because if I keep the main thing, the main thing, and then when I got off the road and stopped traveling, whatever, all my engagements dropped off. People stopped calling me because I kind of, you know, wasn't social media. So I just kind of fell off. Like, you know, people forget about you if you're not out there just doing it or whatever. So then I'm thinking, Lord, you know, oh, well, I'm just, we just count our losses. But I'm telling you, God has just kept, kept the message the message because I kept it the message. I never made it about me. It's about God. So it can stay out there on its own. That message can stand on its own. Because it's his truth. It's not my personal testimony. And so I came home, talked to Landon, apologized. Remember that? I apologized to him. Told him, that's my fault. I said, all the trouble you getting in, I owned it all. I said, that's my fault. I did that to you. And I'm sorry. I said, let's, let's make the, our relationship better. Let's work on it. I told him, I said, that's things I don't know how to do because my dad didn't know how to do it. We country, so we don't know how to do it. I mean, so what do you want me to do? What do you need? He started telling me whatever. He even tells me with Jonathan now. He says, you need to do this, daddy. You, Jonathan in there, you need to go check on him. You need to go. He does that now. You need to go check on him or whatever because I get busy or whatever. And, you know, Jonathan is so young. I, will, I just, you know, he all right. But he needs me. He just, you know, and, and so I don't want, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to make those, because that's the main thing. No matter how Jesus was questioned, tempted, or abused, he did what? Matthew 27 and 12. And when he was accused of the chief priest and the elders, what happened? The man that could end the world. He could end the world right then. But he kept the main thing. When we understand that hurting people hurt people, it will help us deal with the hurt and shame we experience at the hands of others. So this is how you get past what people did to you. This is how you get past abandonment. This is how you get past neglect. It's how you get past sexual misconduct. It's how you get past 
folks fighting you, cutting you, cussing you out. Verbal abuse, physical abuse. That's how you get past divorce. Somebody didn't want you. That's how you get past it. The way you get past it is look at look at what you did. That's how you get past it. Look at what you did. Look, look what you did. I mean, but I did that because of it. Well, they did what they did because of it. It'll help us deal with the hurt and the shame we experience at the hands of others. Luke 17 and 3. Take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, do what? Forgive him. He ain't never said he was sorry. Well, did his actions say he was sorry? A lot of times we don't verbally say it, but our actions mean show we're sorry. Ain't good enough. Well, then you just going to hell. I mean, ain't, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing nobody can do for you. Yeah, sometimes the actions will show. Man, that's a good message right here, boy. Blame always redirects us from the main thing (laughs) and make what others do and what they possess more important than God's plan for us. That's what blame. So when you blaming somebody for your calamity, where you are right now, what was done for you, then that becomes your main thing. Yeah. And they become more important than God's plan for you. God's plan is waiting for you to forgive them and move on. Luke 6 and 41. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but perceiveth not the beam that is in thine own eye? Why are you looking at what they did and not focusing on what you did? Why are you judging folks for what they did and you not judging yourself for what you did? When we lose sight of the main thing, we fall short of it and give the enemy an opportunity to stop us. So many of you in here now, when I was preparing this message, faces just started coming to me. You just stopped. The enemy has stopped you. You just stopped. And when I say that, I ain't talking about financial and you don't have it. No, no, no. I mean just stopped because people's opinions have halted you. You can't move forward. I asked my wife sometime about it. I, I, I said, why are they here? Like, how long are they going to be able to stay? they just totally ignoring the truth. Like, what are they going to do? You got to stand still. Trying to decide on whether or not you're going to do what you hear and preach. It don't make any sense. It's not supposed to be a standstill. It's supposed to be a progression. And then you see others progressing. And you hating on them, trying to find something wrong with them. Because something is wrong with you. So you lost sight of the main thing. You don't even know what the main, you, you don't have a main thing. You just live it. You know when you just live, years go by faster. You're going to look up, 10 years have passed, and you still just living. Wasn't the main thing. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed uh, about with such a great 
cloud of witnesses. Let us, since so many folk have done it before and it worked, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is what? Summary! I thought for many years that the main thing was ministry, like all ministers think. I thought it was preaching and getting folks saved and getting folks right. But before I began EX Ministries, I learned that the main thing is the safety of the youth. That's it. That's what I learned before I started EX Ministries. And I knew I was going to start preaching and tell this message and they parents would strategically bring their children to hear the truth behind hip hop. Because the children needed it. So they would bring the children. But then all of a sudden, part two comes and I'm kind of talking about some of the adults. Then part three came and I, when I got on Earth, Wind, and Fire, I started talking about the parents. Point four came. Oh my gosh. The secret societies and the Masons. I started talking about the parents, the forefathers, all fathers and mothers. Things start changing. Wait a minute. I thought this was for the youth. <laughs> Brother, why would I preach? To the youth. It ain't the youth's fault. Somebody. Somewhere. Thought something. Was more important. Than the youth. So the youth started rapping about it. If you had kept. Addressing the young folks. EX Ministries would be big right now. See doc where you messed up. You left your call. You should have stuck teaching, talking to the young folks. Oh, I get those emails all the time. But the, the reason you don't have a presence now, like you'd have been with social media, you'd been everywhere. If you had stuck to your call, to what God chose you to do, talk to the youth. I don't remember none of the disciples talking to the youth. <laughs> I can't find that in the Bible. <laughs> Jay Bryan ain't no youth pastor. He ain't pastor youth. Parents pastor youth. And I don't need a church full of young folks and their parents at home wilding. So before I began EX Ministries, I learned that, the man, it's the safety of the youth, not the youth. The main thing is their safety. How you keep youth safe? Huh? Parents. <laughs> the only way to repair what has been broken in our churches and homes is for the parents to give up their societal plights for success, lavish living, and sacrifice for the safe development of their children. Money, recognition, accolades, worldly achievements mean nothing if you are contributing to the problem. The main thing to God has to be the main thing to us. Self-denial and taking up our cross, the pain, the trauma, the violations, etc. are prerequisites to follow after Christ and his way. We must not build our existence around the hurtful feelings we experienced. 
But instead, we must build our lives around what God desires for us. It's not about career, worldly accolades, societal norms, following baby boomers' expectations. It's not about that. There is no true fulfillment in those things because they are not the what? The main thing. The main thing is the kingdom of God, and that is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This means deliverance from our past and motivation by God for our future. We are unstoppable by the enemy when we keep the main thing, what? The main thing. Matthew 16 and 22, Peter, Jesus said, y'all, I'm going to be betrayed. They're going to come get me. I'm going to die. I'm after all that. And the Bible said, Peter grabbed Jesus. Peter took him. Peter grabbed him. Jesus! <laughs> and the Bible said, rebe- re- begin to rebuke him. This is not going to happen. Why are you speaking tongues next to Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> some people didn't get that it's just ridiculous but he began to rebuke him Jesus no it's not going to happen I say in the name of Jesus that this is not going <laughs> to it's not going to happen I say be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. You just told Jesus what he said was going to happen is not going to happen. Peter was what? Yeah, Peter was so out of control. He got dealt with later, though, but he was out of control. But Jesus turned and said unto Peter, get first get your hands off me. But Jesus knew this wasn't even Peter. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. I've had this conversation before. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not, oh my gosh, not the things that be of God, but those that be of... Okay. So Peter spoke it. But it was the devil saying it through him. And the devil was speaking what was important to man and not God. Y'all, this is in the Bible for a reason. The things that are important to man, when you are chasing the things that are important to man and not the things that are important to God, is the devil. Working through you. He just showed you. He didn't even address Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. You're offending me. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. That just took on a whole new meaning and context, didn't it? Nobody reads what happened before he said that. Now he's saying, uh-uh. You're going to come after me. You can't do. You can't be like Peter just was. You got to deny yourself and what you want. You can't be grabbing me and telling me what you're going to do. 
or what's going to happen. For whosoever will save his life, live for himself, is going to lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake shall what? Find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And if you're worried about getting things, this is when you get them. And then he shall reward every man according to what? His works. Everyone stand to your feet. I don't care how mad you are. Clap frowning. It was the man. That's the truth right there. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's what I was always afraid of. Making a decision that would go against the main thing. I was more afraid of that than people's opinion. See, that's what I did. I elevated God's opinion of me above people's opinion of me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I ain't trying to be little, but some of the stuff y'all tempted with and some of the stuff y'all is trivial. So you got to get rid of what folks are thinking. That's today. That that needs to be over. People's opinion. Ah, now, man, I you know what? I need to go through this period now. Doing it God's way. So I can make sure I secure. The main thing. And keep it. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 